1: The Hardline. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with my four guests today: Jordan, Anya, Becky, and Emily. I'm going to let each one of them introduce themselves today. Start with you, Jordan.
2: Yeah, hi guys. Uh, Jordan, uh, coach at Coventry University Women's Rugby and Trinity Guild Women's Rugby, so uh, rugby club up in Coventry.
3: Hi, I'm Anya. Um, I'm a player. I play at Sterling University Women's Rugby Club, and I also play for Sterling County Club, a club in the area sterling
0: emily uh hi i'm emily uh i used to play for kingston university uh women's team um and now i play, play for the bedford blues women's team uh hi i'm becky
4: i'm an Aberystwyth university old girl um and now i play for amber valley tigers in derbyshire
1: Fantastic, thank you all for being on the show today. We're talking about grassroots women's um, university rugby and it's often quite a pivotal point for a number of, of, of players. Um, this for some is often their first step into rugby. Um, a lot of them have played only for a short period of time before then joining a club and some not at all um, and that's what I want to delve deeper in today is, is what does that journey look like for a university player. Becky you started at Aberystwyth um, why did you join rugby team? Oh
4: I'd probably say my dad gave me a bit of a nudge. Um, I'd always kind of watched rugby and we're definitely a rugby and football family but I'd never played, um, dad played when he was a lot younger um and I thought about it when I was in my first and and second year and then I played in a team in the ABBA Sevens tournament um which is I think it's something like the biggest Sevens tournament in Wales and it's great and um had a go at that and kind of caught the bug a little bit and thought right we'll go for it next year and I turned up at Freshers Fair the next year turned up at the table went do you want any more players and immediately said here's here's our uh training times come along whenever and I just stuck with it and ended up sticking with them until I graduated.
1: So interestingly you didn't start as within your first year you actually went in your second year so yes you went to the Freshers' Fair but you weren't a complete newbie to the uni.
4: No not at all so I'd already at that point done my first year a placement year in New Zealand and then came back as well Um, and yeah I was still a fresher and I was still classed as a fresher in the team and had to do all the fresher things. Um, <laughs> but it was it was great. And there was, you know, girls of all experiences, all ages from all different years. And while I was in the club, there was girls joining in their final year or in their first year of a master's. So they'd already been there for three, four years already. Mm-hmm.
1: Emily did you have the same experience did you join as soon as you started uni or, or were you a, a latecomer as well
0: I was actually um quite similar to Becky um so I joined partway through my second year um my housemate had been part of the team since her first year and was kind of saying we need more players come on and join and have a go Um, so I went to a training session and then like Becky said like caught the bug I wasn't really into rugby before that didn't particularly watch it on the tv or anything either so yeah
1: and Anya you you had a slightly different experience you were mentioning earlier that, that you actually played before you went to uni tell us a little bit more about that
3: yeah so I I started when I was kind of 17 I say kind of because I didn't do loads and loads um, But I played for an under 18s team and then I took a year out once I finished school and played for a prem team um the prem team Watsonians in Edinburgh for a year mm-hmm. and then so I came to rock came to uni having all, already played for a prem team already played a fair amount of rugby sort of for one and a half years and joined then just to, sort of as soon as I came as soon as the freshers fair was up.
1: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And Jordan, you're currently working with players like all, all three of the girls here. How big is the university rugby scene, particularly the, the women's?
2: Uh, yeah, so I think I've just noticed a massive shift. So, um, across like the three or four years I've been involved, where kind of uh, I guess it's kind of reflective of the whole growth of the women and girls game generally, you know, fastest kind of sector that's grown in, in the sport in the country. And um, we've probably gone from my first year where a lot of the freshers coming in. May have been completely new to the game, and that was like the kind of the split of the freshers coming in were totally new. Whereas mm-hmm. now, I think there's a bigger influx of players coming to uni, um, having had some previous experience, and then actually actively looking for the rugby team because they want to play rugby. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is just growing the uni game because I think you've still got those girls who are, um, you know, just looking for something completely new. Total, it's a total leveler because there are so many new people coming into the game um I, I still think there's a lot of new a lot of new players come in especially in the, mm-hmm. the women's uni game so it's a great level in that respect but then having a lot of players joining who have played before i think you know we're seeing it that the competition changes every year and it's just getting more and more competitive um mm-hmm. and, and there's more teams with there's more kind of universities with um i say you've got lower 15s you know second thirds now actually entering in the leagues and mm-hmm. that's only indicative of, of one thing really just the growth, you know just unbelievable really
1: fantastic and how many how many athletes have you got at the moment jordan as part of the team uh
2: so last i guess this year's been a bit of a, a, a write-off hasn't it but um when we kind of finished our last uh, pretty much last full season had about 30 30 athletes on um as on, on roster as you guess you would call it um as it's just kind of been a growth year on year for us that kind mm. of 18 to 20 regulars when i started and we're at 30 now and and I guess the next step for us is a is a second team. So, but it wasn't even a conversation back when I started. So, uh, that's you know pretty pretty cool for us.
1: And see, Anya, you you sit on the um, committee at Sterling as well, didn't you? How big's the the squad at at Sterling?
3: Not quite as big as what Jordan's saying, um, but we get sort of as you said this year has been a bit more of a write off. But in general, we'll get sort of ten ten to twelve, maybe even up to fifteen regulars at training. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, it's definitely sort of around 12 people that are regularly there. Um, and not this year, but the last year that we have um, played in the league, we had a lot as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like Jordan was saying, even in my uni career, I think, because I'm, I'm a third year at the moment, even in my uni career, I've seen a bit of an increase in the influx of players as well, mm-hmm. which has been really good. Fantastic. Um, and yeah.
1: Becky and Emily are sort of... Uh, pose this question to you girls what made you stay after having such a long time deliberating whether you were going to join and then joining the team what what were the reasons why you then stayed
4: I think the team you know it was it was something completely different for me um I'm not a particularly athletic person I don't profess to be but the team is so mixed and they were just great and even our coaches you know they were just students we didn't have any kind of professional coaches we had um a Slayer who played for the local um Adversa team but was also um part of the university staff um but everyone just encouraged you all the time wanted you to keep going and it made me want to keep going and winning helped as well now and again <laughs>
1: <laughs> becky was it, uh, sorry emily was it the same for you
0: yeah, I think for me it was very much about the social side, um, not just with the girls I was playing with, um, but we uh, we normally played matches with the uh, the men's team as well. Not with them, but at the same time as them. So then we do sort of social things after that. Um, and like Becky said, everyone's just so supportive. So, mm-hmm.
1: Jordan, is retention a big issue at uni clubs? Get, keeping the girls involved.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess it's as much an issue as it isn't as it isn't. And that's a bit of a set on the fence answer, but um, I think it's that it's all about your first impression, and it's if you get it right early on, and you have a really good environment kind of around you. And uh, I hate the kind of you know just, just buzzwords and that culture and all that kind of that kind of stuff. But it genuinely is that ethos of the team, and um, I see kind of unis who have a real struggle with it. Well, the ethos and, and the team isn't driven by the players, and it's not what the players want. And you know, I, and, and my I guess that's just good coaching and a good, uh, a good coaching generally is is kind of putting out there something that the players want that all the players going to benefit from, um, but but no, I think it's, it's so competitive the sport market at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. So many sports all all fighting for the same people, and it's and then you've got the uni degree on top of the, everything else. So um, I definitely think there's been a big a big shift where I do students here, but. Students actually take their degree seriously these days, whereas mm-hmm. I think a few years ago there's a lot more guys who were quite relaxed about their degree. Like it was, it was just something that's going to happen, and they were their rugby was their rugby time, and then our oh, my degree can you know sort itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now I think there's a lot more people quite conscious about their degree, and whether that's because tuition fees are, are now a lot higher than they they were before, and it's like people just got got that in the back of their minds now that you know I'm going to uni, I'm going to get. 30, 40 grand off the debt, you know, I need to make the most of it. So that's that's kind of changed. But um, we haven't seen a big uh, retention issue, but I know other unions have. So I'm not going to sit here and say retention isn't a, an issue at all. But you know, I say we've been pretty lucky that we haven't had that.
1: Fantastic. And do you um, think that, you know, if we look at the, the players who are both... At uni and are um, studying as well as playing. How do you then formulate your plans throughout the year? Would you say that the kind of the way that players and athletes look at the game is slightly different? Is it more competitive than it was perhaps a couple of years ago? As a result,
2: uh, yeah, th- yeah, I think I think the key for us is is kind of understanding what what the players are going through. So it's kind of quite early on. Like we we want to get to know the players, but also the kind of the, the degree they're on. Um, and then I guess through the years, you start to understand when someone says they're on this course, you start to understand all the requ- requirements of, oh, well, last time we had someone on that course, you know, they had a nightmare. They're always a nightmare. Second semester, they just head down, whatever else. So mm. then you, you start to tweak all your, your stuff around that and just try and try and make it as user friendly as possible. So, um, you know, man, making training mandatory was just ridiculous. Like what mm. a silly thing to do. That is like as good as it would be and as a coach yeah, it's amazing to work with everybody every week, but it's just knowing that players can come and go as they please, um, but within that kind of framework where they, they buy in and, and kind of want to play, but if they need to take a session off or whatever, they're, you know, they're, they're happy to do that. Um, and We're fortunate with the, with the uni that we started to get some some kind of support from the, the sports union in terms of uh, kind of helping the players manage their time, so if there ever are any issues that we can actually escalate that and and help it, but we're not in Box Super Rugby. So, if a goal is to miss a game, to do some studying, well, you know, your degree is fairly important. It is the most, what you come to uni for is your degree. So, let's put that first.
1: Absolutely. and Hugo, having been at uni and played as well, would you say that you were on the side of of wanting the culture at the club to be more competitive to win games? Becky, you mentioned you love winning. Um, Or were you sitting on the side of loving it and enjoying it, but it was very much a social part and something you were were, were doing better, as it were.
0: Um, I have to admit,
4: I probably should have taken my degree a little bit more seriously, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm in a good position now and, you know, I I, work, I did work while I was there. Um, but the rugby definitely kind of kept me going, I think, through mm-hmm. the through like final years. Um, you know, final year is tough no matter what degree you do. So as much as it was a social thing and a hobby and Wednesday nights were always good fun, it those girls really kind of kept me going through my degree as well as kept me going and having fun every week as well.
1: Fantastic. Emily, did you have the same experience?
0: Um, yeah, part of me, I think, looking back right now, wishes that maybe I was a bit more competitive with it. Um, I do kind of regret there's some matches I didn't do maybe because of my degree um, but then uh, like Jordan said your degree is while you're at uni and it is the most important thing um, but I think yeah for me it was more about the social and again like Becky said it though, that final year it definitely got me through um, especially when I was on placement and things um, going down there on the Tuesday and Thursday evenings uh, really helped
1: So uh, both of you have touched on points there of rugby being quite an instrumental part of your third year and particularly from kind of the mental health side of things and the social side of things. Anya, in your third year, you're going to start looking in the next couple of months about what's next for you. Is your plan to join a club post-Sterling? And if you are, which club are you looking at currently?
3: Um, since was well, so I'm actually sort of equivalent of your second year right now, since Scotland is a four year degree. Mm. Um so I think um post uni i'm not really i've not really thought that far ahead yet but i'm going to continue playing for my local club at the moment and mm-hmm. because um, that's a prime club and it's it's a really good way to sort of supplement my uni rugby um yeah i think afterwards i'll i'm I'm not really sure what i'm what I'm what my plans are for after uni but i'm hoping to keep playing with the club because it's something just that i really enjoy and i think Actually, this might be sort of different from a lot what a lot of people say, but lockdown has actually taught me that I do just really want to play rugby just for rugby. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than getting sort of hung up on the fact that, oh, I need to go to this because the, the team needs me to play this game or something like that. So it's it's been nice to sort of sit back and say, yeah, actually, I, really, I just really enjoyed the game. So I, I will be looking into clubs, but I'm not sure which ones yet because I don't know where I'll be. Fantastic.
1: Emily, you joined uh, Bedford because a friend yeah. had told you to go down. How <laughs> did you find finding a club once you'd finished uni and then integrating into sort of the club environment?
0: Um, I found it really hard. So it was I had about a year, year and a half gap between leaving uni uh, and joining the Bedford Blues. Um mm-hmm just because I moved out the area. So where I was at university, it was down in southwest London. Um, and while the university did a great job of saying, well, there's these clubs around when you leave uni in the area, there wasn't necessarily anything for people that were moving out the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually found it quite tricky. Um, and Bedford, the Bedford team it's newly formed. It's only been formed a year. Um, so it was, I found it quite tricky and it was, really daunting to go back. Um, Mm. I knew it's something I wanted to do and I love doing but it was really daunting because I'd had such a long time out of it.
1: Mm -hmm. The the club I'm I'm at currently has a really great connection with the local uni um, down here in Tooting and one of the obvious benefits that we've all seen over the last maybe 18 months and, and something that no one really noticed would happen when we sort of started the partnership was that the players who are graduating through the uni that are playing with us at Beck are then leaving university, but still able to stay on with us and therefore post their third year, they're still playing with the girls that they were playing with at uni. So there's that nice link between you're sort of not leaving in a way. You know, you're still seeing those girls that were a big part of your social environment. Um, And I think it's a great continuation of university girls like yourselves who are really get, really getting into it and passionate about it to then move to a place that's familiar rather than having that daunting experience of, yeah. of wondering where should I go and I don't know anyone and you're sort of reliving that that freshers time all over again. Becky how easy was the transition for you moving from Aberystwyth across?
4: It was a funny one really um, my family are all based in the Scottish waters as well so it's it's nowhere near um I moved down here for my job and one of the first things both dad and me kind of mentioned were I wonder if there's a a ladies rugby club nearby. Um, And I think the hardest thing is actually finding which rugby clubs have a ladies team. Um, You know, often rugby clubs just advertise their men's and their minis and youth and it's not always easy to find a ladies team. Um, And I tried using things like Pitch Hero and things like that and wasn't going very far. And ended up just going Google Maps, finding rugby clubs, and messaging them and seeing if they had a ladies team. Um, And and lucky enough, I found one quite close, and and went along, and it was lovely. um, And I had a great season with them. It just wasn't for me, so I I moved on to Amber Valley, and I actually heard about them through a friend, um, and they kind of recommended me to them. And I just messaged the coach, turned up to pre-season last summer, and have been there ever since. And yeah it's it, it's tough trying to find a ladies team when not every club or not necessarily your nearest club has one because then your next step is well where do I look
1: absolutely it seems to be a continuous theme particularly when I've I've spoken with a lot of girls about particularly when they're joining Beck and they're sort of I'm the first one that they're contacting Jordan how important is it for university clubs to link up with their local clubs and make that connection available for the girls as they move on
2: So like so 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 important, you know. Like we're we're seeing a massive um, shift, and uh, just the fact that typically you know years ago people go to uni then they go home, whereas now people tend to go to uni, graduate, and stay in the area, or maybe if you're in a nice area, maybe Coventry's in between. But um, you know, a lot of people go and and they stay in those areas now. That actually go, they've actually made their life there while they're at university. So it's like I think you hit nail on the head that you actually get to carry on playing with those girls that you you played with, you made friends with. Um, we see a lot of girls who, you know, their friends aren't their course mates. Their best friends are their, their rugby teammates and they're mm-hmm. the ones to stay in touch with. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think the, the benefits work both ways as well. So, you know, from a uni perspective, you can get potentially additional coaching support from those clubs. Um, you know, like I think Becky was saying that, you know, coaches were, were a student or someone from a local, oh no, a staff member from, it was also a local club. Um, so you can, you know, potentially get extra, uh, coaching support, extra game time, or, or game time if you're busy during the week. Actually, I'll go play in the weekend, or even get a bit of both. Um, so uh, you know, we're we're definitely seeing the value of, of of linking in with the with the university, and equally, you know, coach both teams, so it's fairly useful. But um, yeah, the, the benefits—it's just so much easier for players to access rugby, um, mm. and it just takes away that other that step where you guys said you know, talking about trying to find a club you're already at one, you know, there's a women's team, you know, people there, it's, you know, a lot of those steps are, are out, you know, that kind of helps that process. So, you know, we're, we're massive advocates for it. Uh, I guess the challenge is who at the university knows about the local clubs. So mm-hmm. if you're just a university coach and you're not involved in a local club, you know, your job is to know about your players in your group. Mm-hmm. You can't be expected to be an expert on all the local clubs. Um, unless, well, I guess we got to advertise the benefit to those coaches to start understanding those benefits. Um, and then hopefully that they'll, they'll help. Um, there's, there's tools out there that make it easier, but I, 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 you know, I think it's still a long way to go in terms of clubs raising their, their visibility of their women's teams. Um, yeah, that,
1: that it's an extremely important point that Becky raised there. And we just put up a link uh, in the comment section for the map of women's clubs across the UK, which guys you will find useful. Um, but, is there is there more we can be doing as clubs to advertise ourselves becky in your opinion you mentioned it already should we be more proactive with making sure our women's teams are visible both across social media websites etc you know what can we do more to be more visual? yeah it's
4: it's a funny one really i mean i've done social media for clubs before and i mean our at amber valley at the minute we're all putting together individual posters Um, about ourselves and and why we're part of the team or, or, you know, why people should join the team. Um, And, you know, you can pump out as much social media as you want, but unless people know what they're looking for, it often goes missed. Um, And I think often the problem is in the men's game, because often the teams retain kind of through age groups, if, they, if those lads move, they've often played in, in, you know, God knows how many different counties or whatever. So they know about all the all the other teams. And I think it's much easier in the men's game to find your other clubs because you probably know about them.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, it, it's because the the women's teams are so thinly spread. I think it, it's one of those problems that is possibly going to stick around unless there's a team in every town with every rugby club. Um, but I think just individual players and, and word of mouth is, is the way to do it, really. I mean, like freshers' fairs, all you have to do is say to your flatmate, oh, I'm going to go to the rugby training this week, do you want to come? And that could pull in another three players. So it's exactly the same at, at club level. You know, if you can bring along a workmate, that's another possible player for the for the season then if they stick around.
1: Mm-hmm. So how, Anya, how do we get more more girls taking up? rugby at uni, how can we make it more attractive to them?
3: Show me the biggest question there. Um, I think what Becky said about word of mouth is really important. Um, And I think possibly linking up with university unions would be also just as important because we've had a couple of study abroad um, students who've actually contacted who've sort of gone through the union website for um, Stirling Uni and contacted us through that and contacted the president saying hi are you running training sessions what's the team like and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and sterling uni has sterling uni um our club has a really good link with our union and i think that definitely helps um and jordan mentioned earlier about sort of links and can um help things like funding and i think Mm -hmm. establishing that sort of secure connection with the union will almost ensure that And the longevity of your team and I think yeah just having a more established thing would help people find you more if they even if they don't know what they're doing and things like the freshers fairs as well are also super important um yeah I'd say those probably the most two important things in my opinion
1: and jordan that link up with the sort of students union is that something you would encourage clubs to be doing as well making sure that their their details because particularly becky as you mentioned with sharing coaches and things like that so could could clubs connect with the student unions as well
2: yeah yeah 100 percent there's i can't speak for every club and every sorry every university but the RFU have tried to um you know increase the number of um Kind of basically improve the uni game through their clusters program, and, and part of that clusters program is um, there's a central pillar to that of, of having club links, um, mm-hmm. but but for us as rather than just having one good link, so you know even as a university team we train at uh, at a rugby club, but we recognise that we might 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 not be the right club level for those players as well, so we mm-hmm. want to have a network of local clubs understand who locally is in the pyramid and where they're at, and mm-hmm. and ultimately you know, engage the players at the right level. So uh, I guess the challenge for the, the students unions and sports unions, they're looking at, they could be looking after 50, 60 sports. So mm-hmm. I guess the, the, the message really is to the rugby clubs is don't sit there and wait for a uni to come to you. You've got to be mm-hmm. proactive from a rugby club perspective and, and get the message into the uni. Um, and whether it's the uni, like, so for us it's sport commentary, whether you're messaging sport commentary or you're messaging the, the uni team page itself, you know, f- you know, tr- exhaust all avenues to try and get your link in or just try mm-hmm. and get a contact there. Because uh, you never know. There could just be someone walks up to the, the students' union and says, I want to play rugby. Where can I play rugby? I, I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened, but you just don't know, though. Like, you, you just, yeah, I guess there's, we're, we're, a lot of places are getting good at welcoming people when they actually arrive. That Mm -hmm. first that first experience at the club is really good, but actually, people's first experience of your club now is no longer them rocking up; it's them trying to find you in the first place. And just on what Becky said, as as a guy, probably take it for granted. I could just basically Google a rugby club and rock up. There's going to be a men's team. You know, Mm -hmm. 99.9% chance the men's team is going to be there. I I don't even. All I have to Google is a training time. Do, do you know what I mean? Like whereas a woman at the minute is still trying to go, well, actually, when do they train? Actually, is there a women's team? Is it at the right level for me? Yeah, and all these other things. And how yeah. the clubs out there is, you know, so important. Your social media, pitch hero, or whatever you're using, it's like, so key. And that's actually your first experience with people. So how do we maximise that? Is, uh, I
1: yeah, I, I massively agree. Something that comes up quite a lot with us is, when, do, as you quite rightly say, when do you train? Do we train with the guys or is it just girls? That's a big thing as well. A lot of players who come, they're quite nervous to be training on a pitch with 40 other guys when we have a mixed session. And so what we've, we've done as a club is then have a female only session. And I don't think there's a lot of clubs that do that proactively at this point based on numbers, but I think it's certainly something they should look at even if you've got 10 girls hold the session of 10 girls because you'll find their confidence will build. And and, and obviously when you get new players, they'll be more comfortable coming down as well. Um, Do you think that by having that connection with clubs, you're more likely to get players and Emily, I'll throw this to you because of your experience moving into Bedford, but having that connection with a club makes you want to stay on and play rugby for much longer.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um, if, at university I'd had a connection with a club in the area I was moving to then I would I would have gone straight away there's no question um so it is a massive shame that you know there aren't clubs everywhere and you can't always make that connection as soon as you move into another area just because there aren't the women's clubs around Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely it stops that um point of I haven't played in a while or I used to play at rugby conversation that comes up a lot with when you're meeting yeah. new people at the club which is is a real shame um I would love to ha- put it out there and ask you who your grassroots rugby hero is I'm going to start with Jordan and work my way around I know you've been dreading this question coming
2: yeah no I got I got two if I, I I'm going to cheat slightly as many just, as you just, want okay good that's perfect uh so uh our first one is out and out grassroots uh her and, and, and name is julie Chana. uh she's she was um a mom of one of my good friends who was in the, the junior teams when i was growing up um but she just you know probably never cared about rugby until we started playing as, as boys uh but it's just done everything for the club like she literally runs the club now like i don't think the club would function as well without her and i think a lot of the boys and yeah, boys I played with, a lot of them would, wouldn't would probably be playing now without Julie and the support she's given the women's team at, at the club. Um, and that's, that's, that's an old Edwardians. so uh, both of i have got to give a shout-out to them. Um, so, yeah, so shout-out to that. For Julie, she's just just a phenomenal individual um, Done so much for so many people and probably she gets thanked a lot. She's the, that kind of person that everyone always says thank you to but probably can still not get thanked enough. Um, so, yeah, Julie, number one. And my second one... Um, it's slightly slightly different but um he's was actually Wasp fly off Jacob manga um mm-hmm. so I'm you know pretty fortunate um that he coaches with me uh, with the Co uni girls and Trinity Guild women um but the best six ex- you know every Monday you know he comes from really good session really bad session with was or, or England and he'll still be there coaching but on the day he got his first Six Nations call up, um to the England squad it was a was it Monday it went to press Monday night he was still. Helping out on a cold, freezing cold, wet night in Coventry, he was still there helping out. Um, and even the the you know the day he came out of England camp because the boys had flown to France and he wasn't in the squad, he was there Friday night helping coach a session. So you know, for me, that's two two people deserve a massive shout out. So fantastic, uh,
1: yeah. Anya, um, how
3: do we think about this? And I think. My own would actually been my flatmate because I've known her um, <clears throat> since the the summer before I started Uni. Um, and we've been in we were in a couple of the national st- national programmes together. Um, and she's also at the uni team and she also plays for our local club team, Stirling County as well. Her name's Kirsty Martin, but she always she's always someone who's stuck out to me because she's she's really good at sort of welcoming people of all skill levels into the club, especially at uni. Um, and she's also sort of one of the most committed players that I've um, that I've played with, just in terms of on the pitch and off the pitch, coming to training, coming to games, helping out behind the scenes, and that kind of thing. So she's definitely a hero to me. Cheesy as it sounds, even though she's my flatmate. Emily,
0: um, I'm going to cheat a little bit as well. Uh, sorry, I was thought really hard about this. Um, but I'm going to say all the players and coaches at the Bedford Blues women's team. Um, it started off with the Inner Warrior Camps and our first training session, I think there was about 10, 15 of us and just we've just celebrated our first year anniversary. Uh, just to see it grow and grow, has been amazing. Um, just to see everyone empowering everyone else, everyone's so supportive. It's just an amazing team.
1: And congratulations on your one-year anniversary. Thank
0: you very much.
4: Becky. So I kind of have to obviously say all my teammates and my coaches for every team that I've played for, to be honest, because they've just kept me stuck in the game. Um, and I don't want to leave any time soon, thanks to all of them. But the, there is one person that always sticks in my mind when I think of someone that's kind of really stuck at it and has been a massive hero. and that's one of my old teammates from university, Amy Best. She um she plays she's played Club Rugby over the years um but she played for Aberystwyth University. Um and the year she became captain she was in quite a serious car accident um and has had you know massive reconstructive surgery and it's it's taken her a long time um to kind of get to the place where she is now. Um she's now completed an MPhil, she is becoming PT, she is coached and screamed at all of us girls at the side of the pitch through two winning varsities and god knows how many socials and all sorts and she's just an absolute warrior and a hero and i couldn't imagine what she's gone through to be in the place where she is now i think she's just that.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. It's good to hear those stories. Um, just a quick reminder before we log off for the evening, I would encourage every uni player across the UK and Scotland as well, if you are looking to join rugby and join a club, check out the fill your boots map a lot of them are on there if you are at a club and you aren't listed on there get in touch with fill your boots and get yourself listed on there um make sure that your pages are updated so when these girls are looking for clubs to join they know exactly where they're going and who to speak to um thank you so much all of you for joining me this evening it's been a great chat and we will see you all soon
2: pleasure thanks guys
0: thank you